go. Hello, everyone. This is John Wynn. And Bill Ate. With the Doomer Bloomer podcast, episode 10. Welcome to 2019. No, welcome to 2020. Oh, that's right. Sorry. (laughs) We're going to be writing 19 for the next month, though. Yes, yes. So um, we have we have a um, as usual as per usual we have an interesting program with a, uh, a myriad of different topics uh, this um, this evening. So without further ado, what are we talking about uh, tonight? Uh, on the docket, uh, we have polymaths versus specialization, uh, which is better for our current economic and social climate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have informational biases on the CBC and also the CNN and how they tend to be more left-leaning. Yes. How dare they? The, the CBC pussies. <laughs> Les pussies. Um, we're going to touch on self-actualization and Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how to become a self-actualized person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw something pretty interesting in the news with uh john boyega the star from the new star wars franchise and yeah how he's fighting back against twitter uh yeah twitter a lot of people watchers. think trump and iran are, is going to be the start of world war three but i think it's going to be john boyega and the uh star wars twitter fans i think so that, that's going to be the the precipitation of the fall of humanity right there uh-huh and uh of course it's 20 20- 20 so we're gonna give our rundown of our resolutions or resolutions for the year yes yes sir all right all right so uh pop one of those subjects off uh mr bill let's just keep talking about john john boyega because i just thought it was funny uh if you just google star wars instagram john boyega um and he had pretty a pretty innocent innocent instagram post that just kind of blew up and uh he was just like yeah now that uh <laughs> that rate sorry spoilers that uh kylo is kylo's kylo's gone uh now uh now finn is gonna get a chance to get with ray yeah and, and it uh it 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 just blew up <laughs> yeah and les poussets just started uh, going losing their minds because of that well, it's just like uh, it's not the one who she kisses, but the one who eventually lays the pipe. You now, are, is you, you that are what genius. he said? Is that what he said on Twitter? My boy Finn, after realizing Kylo died, so he can date Ray. In response, it's not about who she kisses, but who eventually lays the pipe. You are a genius. Oh, so some random Twitter person said that. That's right. Oh, okay. He didn't even say that. So what he said was really like PG as a very, tweet. Very. Like his original post was just stepping into 2020 like yeah. this. And it's just a picture of it's him. It's like the friend zone, dude. Oh, finally, the, this dude that was an obstacle is gone. I have a chance now. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much. Holy shit. So he's creating like a hashtag me to 2.0 situation in fiction. Um. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my take on it, and it just kind of escalates from there. So that's hilarious. Uh, Twitter users are calling him extremely disgusting and gross, disrespectful, sexist, and misogynistic. God. And then he's 
and then then a few of them come to his defense calling him an absolute legend which is true and then his his response was i will say it 500,000 times two consenting adults can lay down whatever the hell they want you sensitive exclamation mark yeah wow <laughs> It's like, no, you, you did good bringing this up. I actually saw like uh, a couple articles in the last week about this in my feed. I'm like, well, I haven't even seen the Star Wars movie. I saw The Mandalorian, though, uh, last week. Um, thank you for the suggestion. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't even seen the last tri- trilogy of Star Wars. And... Uh, and it confirms it like these these woke ass les pousses uh for for you people out there les pousses is just french for the pussies so there's uh you know no confusion twitter crybabies yeah that's that, that's beyond being a crybaby man he's saying wow. oh ray uh, or whatever his name is uh finn he, finn has a chance now to get with ray yeah. yay yes sir and he's just like, yeah, like you do realize these are all fictional characters in a made up Star Wars universe, yeah. right? Like like can you not can you not separate reality from fucking fiction? Man, these bitches are getting me pissed off, man. Yeah, that, yeah, you obviously don't know the difference between fictional world and reality. <laughs> man, just, yo, I I I I am discouraged. No, I'm I'm I am, disapp- I am disappointed in in the human race for having Dumbass people like that. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's like, he, He's not saying anything mean. He's like, hey, maybe I have it. My character has a chance with this other fictional character. How can you get fucking upset about that? What the <laughs> fuck's wrong with your life? They have nothing else going on, John. Nothing. But even if you had nothing going on, there's like a myriad of millions of things going on in the world worse than that comment right there. How could how, how could you make this? An important issue. It's not. Like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's completely beyond me. I think the coffee's kicking in right now. <laughs> I've definitely heard, heard the vocal change in your voice. God damn. Yeah, I'm seeing the, uh, the sound spikes on, uh, on, on my track right now. Holy man. You're going to give me hey, these, tw- hey, these hey, Twitter this- bitches are going to give me, they're going to give me a heart attack, man. Do you know, do you know what you need, Stat? What, what? You need a baby Yoda, Yoda, baby Yoda meme to calm Yo, down. I, exactly. Yeah, man. I saw. I saw calm, that. Calm, calm down. Calm down. I, I saw the baby Mandalorian. Yoda. I saw the Mandalorian, and I was like, "Yo, I love this. I, I love this baby Yoda." I, I, the, the the world loves baby Yoda. I know. I know. Baby Yoda for president, twenty twenty. Yeah, well, I won't go that far, but you know, it's uh... <laughs> for twenty twenty election. You will vote. <laughs> Yeah. Baby Yoda for Prez. But yeah, our, our mammal instincts. Like you see you see lions, like I I saw no, it was a leopard. I saw this on a nature show. Fucking leopard kills some baboon, female baboon, and then there's this baby crying the, the female baboon's baby crying, and it's like a little cute Yoda ish Yoda-ish version of a baboon and the leopard starts taking care of it it's like yeah. we're, we're so programmed to see anything that's like cute definition of cute is is basically babyish features and take care want to take care of it 
it, it's like ingrained in the whole animal kingdom. It's crazy. The nurturing response. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like I saw Bill Burr <laughs> take that baby Yoda. I'm like, oh no, you didn't, Bill Burr. You're not fucked with baby Yoda. I was getting like emotional responses, and I, no coffee without coffee too, man. <laughs> Mandalorian, man, it's a, it tugs it plays with the emotional strings. Crazy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what, those emotion, those over overreactions are valid, con- contrary to the Twitter. Uh, That's right. The Twitter sphere of uh, <laughs> the, the Twitter sphere. The Twitter sphere of bitches. Oh my god! Bitch ass people, and then and then it follows up um, with Star Wars romance, and it's just like pictures of just they call it Raylo. It's like the shipping version, like Ray and Kylo Ren, like yeah, like yeah. J, like uh, Benifer or Benifer. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. just like it's it's Kylo Ren interrogating. There's there's a picture of her putting a, a lightsaber through his chest. Yeah, them fighting on a bridge. It just it's just hilarious, man. Yeah. Man, we got a lot of spare time. This our uh, our generation. Not if we get nuked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I think um, you know. Well, maybe maybe we'll have more spare time. We'll we'll go back to just stick pointy objects and rocks yeah, to, yeah, just to kill, to you kill know, each just other kill, with. Yeah, just kill uh, whoever you don't know that's out of your tribe. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the yeah. <laughs> Imagine like these these pussies just not like in a world like that in a no in a post apocalyptic world. Oh, they wouldn't survive. <laughs> like there would be no Twitter. Like their their Twitter would be like a tin can and a string. Yeah, they Imagine they, they go out in this post of apocalyptic world and they're like, uh, "Excuse me, that's misogynistic." <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. You can't, you can't breastfeed your child here. Yeah. What, what, what the fuck you doing? Put that flap over it. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, crazy. Uh, internet trolls, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes if he goes on to say, "Star Wars is a movie, not a documentary." <laughs> yeah, but even even to, if this was real life, like. Maybe you can say, oh, what a pathetic friend zone dude that's trying to get some. Like, why would you lose your fucking mind over a dude being happy that he might have a chance? And in in this case, this is an actor being happy for the character he plays. that He might have a chance with the, uh, you know, the top dog, top girl in in this fictional world. The the heroine, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Daisy knows she's not the character, so to be honest, she doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. Wow. Uh, wow. Well, I'm sure these uh, Twitter warriors um, don't have the time to. Um, I think they're only specialized people specializing in being bitches, little bitches on the internet. Uh, they can't be too much of polymass. Um, at least in the way um, we describe it. So why don't you give a description of what a polymath is compared to a uh, uh, specialized a person? Yeah. Uh, from my literature, it's someone who becomes competent in at least three diverse domains or areas mm-hmm. and integrates them into a, 
a top 1% skill set. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether that be music or technology, uh, social media, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and this is something I very highly identify with. Um, I, I didn't really have a name for it before, but some of the great polymaths throughout history have been Leonardo da Vinci, oh, yeah. Albert Einstein was deeply into physics, but also played, played the violin. Leonardo da Vinci was a painter, artist, sculptor, engineer. Yeah. Um, these are the type he of people. He wasn't only, he wasn't, I mean, he pioneered, he pioneered a whole bunch of fields. Right. He was the, what I would call the original Renaissance man. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. what everyone called, he, he is, he was the rebirth and reintroduction of this idea into into our into our popular culture i mean a lot of his uh theories or discoveries at the time have been like confirmed only like three four hundred years later you know uh his his like his main his main strength would have been would have been the artistry and his his attention to detail Mm -hmm. you know because his his drawings of the anatomy of the human body um was exquisite for the time yeah yeah i mean he was basically replicating whatever the body was from inside and out uh to the most minute detail absolutely and i i mean he he was coming up like he his was a a focus on logic and creativity and everything he did and he he's he he seeked to understand every almost every aspect of uh, the environment he was in and he just let his imagination take over from there um and try to explain what things like there's a lot of stuff that he um he had a lot of theories that he had to that he through continuous observation he had, that he disproved himself, right? Like he had like a lot of uh, ideas of how the world worked. and But instead, like a lot of people get married with their ideas. So wow. they have like a certain theory about something and then they just continue with that basis no matter what other evidence comes into play. They, they just like a religious zealot, uh, they can't... become become rigid in their thinking. Yes. Exactly, and he was he was completely the opposite of that. And as you know, like for me, even for, even for me, when I think I'm doing something right and it's been ingrained in me for for a while, it's hard for me, even with evidence of the contrary, to give it up. But I think I'm a lot more advanced uh, when it comes to that than than a good portion of people. I find people are, in general, can be very dogmatic with their ideas. Um, And that's where I'd say I'm kind of a polymath, Um, even if I'm not maybe in the top 1% of anything. I'm definitely top 10% in certain certain areas. Um, What what would you say are your top three? Well, I know when when it comes to chess, what's cool, I play chess on chess.com. Uh, my ultimate, my ultimate uh, rating, uh, well, uh, percentile position uh, out of millions of people in chess.com is the biggest uh, chess site in the world. And even like the world champions and the grandmasters play on that. I was in the top 3.6%, if I recall. I was in the top 3. some percent. Um, 
which was, you know, I think, I, I think that's uh, the highest. Well, that's the only level I can measure as objectively as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I there's a there's a pool. There's a worldwide worldwide pool of uh, of players, including professional players across the world, millions of them. And I was and there's an objective ranking. Uh, depending on my performance uh, for a certain time in that pool of people. Uh, when it comes to sales or trading or music or anything like that, there's no there's no real objective measure I can I, I can go by, right? But do you feel that you know having knowledge in these other areas will help you blend them into a, a useful Deep for sure. Deep, well, deep, well, deep, trading. Yeah. Uh, like I started studying trading uh, last year, and I started actually making real trades uh, in April uh, of 2019. And I, I think trading, uh, and I think chess, for instance, um, it's it's all about pattern recognition, right? It's about looking deeper. Uh, like when you're trading, you're looking at charts and uh, price action and there's indicators and all that. Now there's a lot of information that you're receiving all at the same time. Um, And it's by able, it's in the same as chess, you got different threats, different strategies that you can employ and all that. And you have to be able to to look at patterns, um, calculations and stuff like that. So both of them, go well together i think just like I, i've heard a lot of uh, pretty good chess players said uh, that like there's professional poker players that were chess players they, they weren't like they were probably in the top five percent of the world but they said like chess really helped them uh understand poker uh in in a very uh, intuitive way right so there's definitely that, but like patterns, pattern recognition is something you can apply to so many things. It's the same for music. You can apply that to music. Uh, you can, you know, pat- like the whole world is built on patterns. Like the, the, the universe is a fractal, is, is a fractal universe. Nature, like leaves, uh, forests. Uh, uh, yeah, it follows uh, the, the golden, golden ratio. Exactly. Um, Fibriconi spirals specifically. Fibonacci, yeah. Fibonacci, Fibri- what did I say? Fibriconi? Fibriconi, I know. I, I stand by what I said. <laughs> Fib- Fibonacci. Yes, <laughs> it's cool. And yeah, so be finding, uh, and I, I think that's what Leonardo da Vinci did uh, himself, is finding patterns and everything. And, and there's so... There's so many of them, and so the more you practice finding patterns in life, I think the better you can you can you can become at anything. Well, that sounded weird, but anyways. <laughs> well, I just think that, like, especially if you want to learn a new a new area or a new domain, you have to come at it from the from the the viewpoint of a child. Yeah, Learn, learning something for the first time is going to take effort yeah um and deliberate practice mm-hmm. right you can't just take it take it lightly you actually have to set aside the time or or integrate it into your life in a way that that makes it easy 
Um, like I, cause I, I've done this recently with just, uh, even my fitness, um, because I was, I used to be very much into CrossFit, mm-hmm. but now I don't have a, a regular box I can subscribe to. I I've had to, you know, put up, uh, my own pull up bar. Um, I have my own, my own gymnastics rings. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a yoga mat. I have all the basics. Um, and it's just, it just kind of integrates seamlessly, seamlessly into my life, right? I yeah. wake up in the morning, I, I do my, my stretches, I do my, my basic pull-ups and push-ups and yeah. that, that's kind of how I start my day now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, and even like in the, like you said, I, in the past I've tried to learn music, um, mm-hmm. but for, for me, it, it didn't come the most naturally and it was, it was hard to integrate into my life. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you are learning something new, um, you have to try and get to a, a state of flow, a flow state where it doesn't feel like work. It feels like just something you would naturally want to do. Yeah, um, it, I equate it. It has it has to be like whatever your this new thing you want to get into. Uh, say you you're you're really you really like playing video games. Well. It, so a lot of times, even if you're lazy or you're hungry or whatever, you still want, you still have that uh, impulse to play a video game, right? Well, you, you, you kind of want this new field or this new endeavor to, to become like that. You, it has to ignite enough, at least passion um, and interest in you that, at least a at least a spark, right? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. It does. It, it just basically, it doesn't have. It has to not feel like a chore. It has to be yeah. something that you really want to do. I, I mean, it's, it sounds simplistic, but but it's true. Um, well, and even to the exclusion of of doing other things, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, like you know, I, I'm not going to go you know, drinking tonight because I'm working on this thing that I, that I'm excited about and I have to finish it tonight. So exactly. I, I don't want to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to forego my social obligations to work on this thing. Yeah. I'm going to for, forego, um, some phone conversation or, uh, just playing a video game because I want to get this song that I'm making, um, you know, out or I want to learn this software, or I want to learn uh, this uh, trading strategy, or I want to learn uh, this chess opening, or whatever, right? It, uh, and um, mentioned, like you said before, like you like to approach something as a true blue beginner. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think people should be aware of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, it's the effect that when someone when someone doesn't know anything, they they think they have um, they they have low confidence in what they're doing. Uh, this is where like the theory of like a little knowledge can be uh, can be dangerous to learning. Yeah. So what happens is a lot of people they learn a little bit about a certain field, and with that little knowledge, now they they have like this overconfidence of uh, what their true capabilities are in that field. Um, like a good example, I'll use a chess example is um, I've been playing chess socially on and off for years. 
Uh, but actually, when I started playing uh, against uh, some regular players, even not even that great of players, but you know that studied a few openings and uh, knew some theory, uh, I was getting crushed. Even though usually I was crushing most social players, but I mean I wasn't playing online. Uh, I wasn't. I was just playing against you know very rudimentary players. But I thought, you know, I thought I was fairly up there, right? That same guy compared to me now, we're light years apart, but I am so much more humble. Uh, like uh, right now I feel like I still have, like I might, I might have like another 20 years to even become like a, a top 2% player. Well, yeah. Um, 10, because 20 you, years. You, yeah. Because in terms of your practice hours, like where, where do you think you are in terms of hard, hard practice hours of chess? Well, I have a lot of hours of playing. Um, but not in, in like a tournament, a tournament style, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's cool about chess.com is they, they keep you fairly close in, in a certain range, close to your rating. Okay. So you keep on playing against players that – uh, that are maybe slightly worse off at that given moment or slightly better than you, uh, maybe so you're, by 100 you're, pounds, uh, you're, 100 points. So you are stretching, right? You're stretching your abilities? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's very hard uh, to uh, – like after, there's like a plateau effect, right? It, it's hard to uh, – it, it talks about this in the Dunning-Kruger effect too. There's like a point of knowledge – uh, there's like a plateau and to get that little extra bump takes a lot of effort, right? It might. So like, for instance, if you start training, uh, you start going to the gym and you start off with say 160 pounds bench pressing, uh, within a couple of years, you can probably get to 250 pounds. If you're very diligent, you go to the gym regularly, you keep on adding, but to go from 260 pounds to say 275 pounds, that's only a, seven, a 25 pound increase. Uh, will probably take you more. Will most likely take you more discipline and more effort just to get that extra gain, right? And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm kind of like uh, I keep on making gains and all that. I lose them fairly quickly, and and. But the gains I've been making is actually actively studying new openings, theory, and stuff like that. And um, that's that's where I, I start making the most of my gains. Before, I just thought, oh, if I just keep on playing, um, I'll get better. Uh, and there comes to a point, I think, to become a master, it's not only doing the same thing. Because a lot of things, if you do certain things... And you learn something, especially when you you accumulate a whole bunch of bad habits and whatever you're learning. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just like you can apply this to anything like an instrument, like guitar, like just the way you position your uh, your fingers uh, on a guitar. Uh, If you don't if you don't do it correctly, even though you might manage certain chords and all that and then you'll get used to it uh, to do more advanced stuff. You have to almost you, you have to relearn how to just do something basic as like your, uh, your base position with your, with your fingers. Right. And it, well, I, a lot of uh, improving a lot of the times is unlearning bad habits. Well, and I think this is where having a mentor is helpful to mm-hmm. be honest, because yeah. they, they have gone through the same, like they've gone through the same journey, but 
they're now masters and they can help you avoid the pitfalls that are are like going through an apprenticeship of a, of a, of an area that you could fall into. Right. For sure. And that's why, I mean, that's why we're blessed to to live in in this day and age. So we might not have hands-on mentors and probably like having a hands-on mentor is the, uh, is, is the best option, but in any given field, you can learn so much just with what's available for free on the internet via videos and forums and stuff like that. And you, you got to do a lot of uh, filtration, if you will. You got to cut off a lot of uh, bad information, a lot of pruning, if you will. But once you get like, um, once you're able to zone in on the proper information and the people that provide that information, uh, you can really make, you can really get. Uh, increase uh your mastery of any given field by leaps and bounds <laughs> speaking of pruning and and dissecting information um what what is what is your take on informational bias in the media specifically well you um, wanted to talk about cbc and i yeah i have seen some uh, cbc reports and yeah they look like a lot of what's going on all, all across the world like the bbc cnn uh, and all those outlets who are very uh very biased to the left well and and, he, and here's the thing is i don't have, i've never really thought of the cbc that way especially growing up in the 90s mm-hmm um, it's really only become uh, apparent to me in the last five to seven years. Yeah. Um, like I know they're government funded and we have a liberal government. Usually in Canada, it's a liberal leaning government. Yeah. Um, so that's where and the funding comes from. Just to be from. clear, it's not liberal, like, like liberal, no. like not, no, not liberal in the traditional sense, meaning their actual official party name is the liberal party of canada yeah for years it was more like a center right um a center right movement for canada uh compared to uh, yeah it's hard yeah it's it's actually kind of hard to explain the liberal party because like this with trudeau it's very like classically what we say well this new wave of liberalism right very uh, um you know what we what we see like Let, let's give an example because we've talked about this before so in canada we have legalized marijuana but at the same time the police can come to your house and breathalyze you so oh yeah there's that. a liberal leaning policy with gestapo type tactics so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what what sort of society political leanings do we have it's it's kind of it's kind of a gray area Hmm. Well, li- liberalism for me, like in a classical sense, like like how how they describe it in the U.S. Classically, this this would be like the liberalism, uh, like like comedian and talk show host Bill Maher has, right? Where you know, like when it comes to birth control, pro-choice. It, basically, if you're not hurting anyone, um, you know, let people do what they want to do. Um, these conservative, like these conservative values, like for instance, having to get married, uh, like conservatism back in those days, like in the early two thousands and before that, was like you know getting the church and all that into uh, everyone's life, and um, you know opposing, for instance, like things like gay marriage, right? And liberalism would have been well if they want to get married, like give them the right to get married. 
which I'm right. which I which I'm okay with. Um, the liberalism that we have today now is it's it's almost like we're imposing like the needs of the few are outweighing the needs of the or the rights of the many. Right. You know, it's like if so I want to be called a certain pronoun, for instance, uh, you know, um, Bill's, I think it's Bill C-16 uh, that Jordan Peterson was uh, talking about. That's imposing speech onto people. So that's now the government, this liberal bias government and media and all that are trying to impose a way of thinking to the mass of the population. And if you don't step in line, it's considered a thought crime or a speech crime exactly, or a hate hate crime, which is going toward a level of Orwellian proportions. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't say the right thing or if your opinion is not in conjunction uh, with what these new liberals are saying – then you're either a racist, uh, a misogynist, uh, a transphobe, um, uh, an Islamophobe, et cetera, et cetera. And they, they will come and try to fuck up your life, be it While getting they... fired or ostracized uh, by the Internet community or even in your immediate real-time community. Um, and that's the, that's the liberalism we have today. And the liberal party we have today is kind of kind of ascribing to that view of things and it, the liberal party before that wasn't like that well like justin trudeau is famous for saying it, it's not mankind it's yeah. pe- people kind great example which is not even a real word in the dictionary mm-hmm. it's completely fictitious it's made up lip tard bullshit yeah well i mean if someone wants to say people kind and all I, that I, it, it's i know fu- it's I, I, fine I, 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 but like, I know, but when he, you're he like, actively, he actively corrected somebody. Reacted some young student, right? And so, yeah. no, we don't say. Who, who the fuck are you to say we don't say? You know. Mm-hmm. So the the liberalism of today is is not the liberalism of before. I, I always consider myself a classical liberal. I mean, let let people do what they want to do. Uh, Try not, uh, you know, it's good to have like certain safety nets uh, for the less unfortunate, for for the less fortunate people in our societies. Uh, And that's about it. You know, freedom, freedom to do or say what you want to do. This is not the liberalism we have today. Um, And CBC, CNN, BBCs across the world are definitely um, are definitely promoting this new newer idea new, new wave new wave liberalism i'm yeah. going to call it yes exactly um, and and i grew up with cb3 cbc throughout the 90s um i i used to watch cbc comedy fridays mm-hmm. um and i i can't i can't do it anymore i can't even really listen to much, many cbc radio programs anymore mm-hmm um, just because there is such a, a leftist agenda bias there now, yeah. Um, and it, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of disheartening because it was a part of my childhood. It was it was a, I, I would consider it a part of my identity partially. Um, and I have to I've had I've had to let that go because I've realized how how biased that information is. 
Well, that's why a lot of fans are getting mad at Hollywood. And this, this is probably why, uh, you know, we won't see as much woke shit in Hollywood movies anymore in the next couple of years. Um, you know, be it the Ghostbusters fiasco, um, you know, the last trilogy of Star Wars, uh, the Doctor Who series, which I loved when I was a kid, uh, that got like preposterously woke. Uh, and, and it basically, it basically alienated all the original fan base from it. Um, you, you've heard about these, these crazy, uh, discrepancies between uh, Rotten Tomatoes, between the audience score and the critic score on different, uh, on, uh, on different, different uh, platforms, yeah, like well, on be- different movies or shows or uh, comedy specials and all that. Like an example is Dave Chappelle as uh, Dave Chappelle's last um, comedy special on Netflix, which is one of his best by far sticks and stones. Uh, got something like a 30% rating at one point by the critics, but got like a 98% rating from the audience score. Um, Doctor Who, for instance, got like a 99% critics score and got something like it it went down under, I think it was 20% uh, by the audience score. So basically the critics are woke. And if it goes against their agenda, they're going to, they're going to slam it, even though it's it's very it's a good quality uh, show or movie, whatnot. Um, and the opposite is true. If something is woke, it's going to have a great uh, great review, even though like the the diehard that, fan yeah. base. Yeah, that's right. The tomato meter says thirty five percent, and the audience score is ninety nine percent for uh, Dave Chappelle, right? For Dave Chappelle, yeah, yeah, it varies, right? And Doctor Who's the 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 last the last seasons of Doctor Who when they decided to get like a, a woman. Doctor Who has always been a man, like for forever, uh, in the Doctor Who series, and now they say, and now they turned her into a woman. But it wasn't only the fact that they made Doctor Who into a woman. It, it was like, oh, now. Now Doctor Who's so much better because she's a woman now, right? There, there, there's, there's definitely there's that like little extra nuance that since it's a woman, this is even better now. Like I have nothing against like if they would have done a spinoff like with a female Time Lord character, and, and you know instead of changing something pre-established and create something new with something that's already established that's female if it was good writing good quality i wouldn't have a problem at all like look at it look at ripley and aliens right or sarah connor and the terminator uh, especially in the old ones kick-ass kick-ass woman never had a problem with that at all never had a problem with any good female character be she a lead or supporting uh, character at all it's this artificial push and desecration of of um, of cherished uh, cherished series and shows and movies that's uh, you know that's getting a lot of pushback, and I think uh, Hollywood will be terminating that s- stuff soon because it's a, it, it seems doesn't make doesn't make money exactly. <laughs> like Ghostbusters was one of the biggest financial flops uh, there was. 
when it comes to movies uh, in 2016. And like these, uh, a lot of these woke shows and um, Doctor Who, uh, Star Trek. I mean, even like I, I've always been a, a Star Trek fan for as long as I can remember. And I haven't watched the last Star Trek because I, I saw some clips. I saw some commentary on it. And I, I, and I didn't want to, I, I didn't, I didn't want to see my, like a cherished, a cherished TV show uh, ruined for me. You know, you're talking about Star, Star Trek Discovery, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like part of me wants to watch it. But I, I, I'm so tainted now by all this, uh, this propaganda, and when I hear so much stuff about this propaganda and stuff, I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't even want to see it. Uh, no, I don't want to see it. Um, there's other reasons too, but yeah, that's uh, what yeah. I like about the Mandalorian. You know, it, it it doesn't seem to push all the all this uh, political crap. It's just good writing. Exactly. It's good. It's good story craft. Um, and it's, it's well shot, it's well edited and it's enjoyable. Yeah. And there's a, there's kick-ass female characters in that. So, and there are kick-ass female characters in there, yeah. but it's not, it's not the main focus of the show. Exactly. You know, um, exactly. So I think, you know, uh, Hollywood, Hollywood is a business, is a, a business industry. I think they, they thought by putting this, uh, pushing this uh, woke agenda they're going to make money they're seeing that it's not working at all so i think we're going to start seeing less and less of that and the population as a whole especially if trump does get reelected, i have no idea if he will or not but uh we're probably going to start seeing it less and less in the media especially now that in 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 any case especially the younger generation everyone is getting their media online even me and i'm i'm gonna be 40 in a couple of years uh i barely watch the news i barely watch any cable tv man i i i get i mean first of all even if you find a good tv show on tv you can't watch it when you want and there's a whole shitload of commercials that you can't even skip i'm like fuck that man oh yeah man the subscription model is where it's at Mm mm-hmm And I mean, there's so many like good independent people that, you know, you, you can say you can even argue that you're kind of like boxing yourself in an echo chamber. But I, I personally like kind of like to hear multiple points of views on a, on a given subject. But I, I tend to start, you know, I, I tend to prefer um, certain commentaries. And, and to my surprise, a lot of my sources of uh information the news if you will is uh um i wouldn't say conservative but you know classic liberal but which is considered right now uh, you know it's considered conservative almost today but even though even though it's more cent- like centrist i call it i call it reasonable reasonable lib- liberal reasonable <laughs> Re- yeah. rational liberalism yeah liberalism. exactly yeah i'm i'm kind of with you on that one yeah. Like, cause you know, Tim Ferriss talks about the information diet, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, 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 you take in the streams of information and media that are the most beneficial for your, for your growth as a human being, and as a person. Right. And, yeah. and not be, like you said before, dogmatic in your thinking, 
Um, and this is a main characteristic of self-actualized people. Um, if you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, once you have a foundational base um, to become self-actualized, you, you need to have a, a 10 components. Um, and it's, they're in the, the categories of physiological safety, love, belonging, self-esteem. But once you pass that, you're into the, more self yeah. yeah, self-actualization is characterized by morality, creativity, spontaneity, problem solving, lack of prejudice, and acceptance of facts. Mm-hmm. And we in a, in our current society, there's there's not a there's not a focus on facts no. and the objective truth. It's about feelings and and appeasing people's sense of I don't know their. People are giving in to their inner bitches too much in this society. <laughs> that's right. Their, their inner bitches are, 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 are taking over our media. Yeah. Um, and it's time to just get back to the basics and work, work on yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and don't, don't buy into the bullshit. So, yeah. Um, you know, definitely, definitely take some red pills when it comes to the media. I mean, it's been proven time and time again. Like, no one tr- trusts the media anymore. Not traditional media. No, no. There, there's been way too much shit that's been exposed. Lies and uh, misrepresentations and all that. And exaggerations constant, constantly for anyone, anyone with a bit of sense to trust the media. Well, I mean, face, Facebook was a prime example of it. Still kind of is. Yeah. Well, to to be honest, I I don't even really care what goes on uh in the world that much. Uh no. most most of the just like you said, most of the stuff like and like Tim Ferriss says, most of the stuff I consume is to uh better better perfect my knowledge base in the fields I'm interested in. Uh you know, to satisfy my polymath tendencies, if you will. It's more for learning, right? And then, uh, yeah, there's sometimes like the way I like to be entertained is uh, hear uh, or read about people saying shit that I hate. Sometimes you, I, I think I think people are we're so bored, and I, I think we're all guilty of this. Um, no matter what camp you are, it, it's fun to. We love to hate, you know. It's like the. It's the character in the movie you love to hate, right? Yeah. And we're trying we're trying to find that in 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 the real world in this uh, digital digitalized digitalized uh, media and world we live in now. So we and, and and I think what and and I think psychologically these leftists they want they 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 don't want to admit that to themselves that they just love to hate certain things. So they, they want, but that impulse is still there, but they're like uh, unaware of it. And they just want to give into that impulse, but they want to look good doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Because we're, we live in a, like, this is a narcissistic culture we live in. Everyone wants to have attention and be say, Oh, you're so good. You're so this, you're so that. Um, Val- validation. Yeah, everyone wants this attention validation. Uh, no one wants to look bad. Um, 
and people that can only rely like uh, let's be real uh like if we if we if we talk about like feminists male and female feminists they're definitely not getting by on their looks right so they they try to use their brain uh their ideas and all that to get by and you know they want to look as pristine as possible but you know uh, as we know most humans don't accept the shadow inside themselves so they just give into their shadow by attacking uh, all kinds of ridiculous bullshit, thinking that, look how holier than thou, me, uh, I am, uh, while still being able to spew that hate into the world. And they have platforms to do it now, which is the, un- the, the, the difference of even 10, 15 years ago. Exactly. I mean, it's so transparent when you hear these, uh, <laughs> these fucking, these male feminists, uh, like attacking almost all oh yeah these men are so pathetic and and but i'm not like that yeah oh, you go woman power uh you know look how how different i am i'm on your side beta orbiters yeah beta orbiters i like that term yeah beta orbiters <laughs> Beta bitches. I, w- I wouldn't Beta- even say. I, I wouldn't even say. Uh, I, I remember on one of our podcasts we had like, uh, or I don't know if it was one of our podcasts, uh, previous ones, or the uh, just a personal conversation. But I actually don't like the term beta as like a weak bitch. Um, it's not. It's not accurate. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's like so. So many people think they're alphas. No, man. Like alphas are pretty damn rare. Maybe like one percent of the population is alpha, and and that actually changes depending on what social setting they are. Well, there's always it's contextual alphas, right? Yeah, yeah. But even like what we're talking about here, like these uh, these. Uh, like white knights, these white knights and male feminists and stuff. I mean that 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 to me, I I've heard like the term gamma and zeta and shit like that. Those are those are some weak ass individuals, right? Like well, from- it has it has nothing to do with with their their sexual orientation or etc. It has more to do with their character. Exactly, like a beta, like an alpha beta dynamic would be like the captain of the football team would be the alpha. And like the betas would be like the guy like propping the the captain uh, captain up, right? You wouldn't or say that like, Batman and Robin even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, you you always have to have a, a support a support team somewhere. Yeah, right, exactly. You can't you can't all be alphas? It wouldn't work. Exactly. You could, uh, always, you could almost argue be, that being a beta and and that and that type of definition would be a more a more comfortable position than being an alpha like you you'd have the benefits most of the benefits of the alpha male um while not having all that responsibility right right because the alphas are are have to be the protectors and the the guardians of their tribes and society at large exactly like if you were if you were going to um like if we take like the CEO as an example, so the CEO is the is the alpha. The betas are like his close executives around him, and then you would have like the deltas, which would be like like the low like entry workers and stuff like that. And then you'd have like the in that you'd have like gammas and zetas, which are like the losers in, in that. 
lower tier of the company, right? You know, it takes takes different types, right, mm-hmm. to make things work. Exactly. Exactly. So beta sounds like like everyone thinks they're alpha when, you know, uh, like most people that claim that shit are lucky, would be lucky to even be a beta, right? So depends on your definition, right? But exactly. That's that's, that's kind of how the internet works. You kind of have to discern. Well, I mean, we can't even agree that it. we can't even agree now that uh, someone that's born with a vagina or uh, a penis is a fucking male or female now. Male or female. Yeah, we can't I even mean, come to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can't even agree on that shit anymore. So how how can we agree about an abstract concept like the fucking alpha, beta, zeta, etc.? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, I guess my resolution, uh, well, I actually don't even really have a resolution. Um, I don't, I don't really think resolutions are that useful. Mm-hmm. I've come to that conclusion a while ago. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I think they've been useful to me. Um, well, they, they, oh, have they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I'm just content by continuing my past resolutions at this point continuing on my goals and i guess my my only resolution would be to uh keep improving on one on the different paths i'm already on and you know try i I like that post uh you sent me uh not too long ago about uh you know taking one good taking up one good habit dropping one bad habit and uh you know very very simple and I think I'm just going to keep on doing what I've been doing and perfecting, perfecting that path. You know, the the kiss the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah, and and don't try and change a whole bunch of things at once. Just pick one thing. Yeah, right. drop something. You know, stop doing something that's uh, not too uh, that's kind of detrimental to you, to your well being and your your life in general. And you know, keep on maybe pick up one little small habit that's uh, easy to implement, but over time will bring uh, good effects. If you don't do anything, you don't go to the gym or anything at all. Just make it that you do uh, fucking 20 pushups a day. That's it. Something very easy you can do. And if you can't do 20, do 10, you know, small insignificant habit that can have some great long-term results. if, If you keep doing it, yeah, man. Keep on that path to self-actualization. Mm-hmm. I, I I do have a, re, a, a resolution, though. Okay. Uh, I have resolved to keep being awesome. Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't improve on perfection, John. Exactly. Exactly. Well, me, even if I had a resolution to stop being awesome, I wouldn't be able to. No, it's it's an addiction. Being exactly. awesome is an addiction, man. Exactly. Well, it's just a state of being. I mean, it, it, it it's integral to who I am. You know. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's uh it's a it's a hard path to being this awesome. Exactly. It's lonely at the top. You know? It's lonely, lonely at the top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any other uh, housekeeping you want to go over before we sign off here? I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um, 
we are gonna we do have a YouTube channel, uh, the Doomer Bloomer podcast. We are gonna start in in the near future uh, doing like snippets. So you know, if you, if you don't have time, everyone's busy. There's so much media out there. Uh, not anyone can listen to a full po- podcast, right? So we'll be we'll be splicing uh, our videos into like different categories. So we'll do subject by subject there. So if there's anything, uh, one subject in particular you like, you can go check out our uh, uh, our YouTube channel. And there's also we'll. I guess we'll do it also on uh, uh, the other media platforms, right? Spotify and uh, uh, we iTunes. can do it. We can do it for sure on Instagram. Spotify yeah. is a little little trickier. Okay, um, but Instagram or Twitter, we can we can break it up into into bite sized nuggets. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Uh, chick, ch- chicken nuggies, yeah. as Baby Yoda likes to say. Yeah, yeah. your idol. <laughs> uh, he is my god, man. <laughs> He is he is my new my new god. Yeah, I I just can't get enough of Baby Yoda. I'm a, I'm addicted. Mm-hmm. He's the epitome of awesomeness for you. He is the epitome of awesomeness. That's that's awesome. Um, so yeah, we also have a Patreon page. Uh, <laughs> if you so feel inclined, yeah, ch- show, check us show, out. show us the money. We're only doing this for the money, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna be like Tim Ferriss and start chilling me undies pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. Show us the oh, money. God, more money than God, and he still wants to shell shill me undies. Yeah, like, give it a give it a rest, boys. Come on. Yeah, and, and I, I well, I didn't like. I've heard uh, Bill Burr's version of uh, <laughs> shilling me undies, but I haven't heard um, Tim Ferriss. But I really think it's like funny. I'm sure it's like, oh, these me undies are like one of the best things I've ever worn. It's like you you wear underpants, right? <laughs> I gotta I gotta these listen are, to that. The, these are the best ones on the market. Yeah, I I wear them down the street. Exactly. So to our limited fan base right now, um, you better start giving us some money, or we're gonna start uh, selling you me undies. <laughs> the serious threat. It's a serious threat. Yeah, show us the money. <laughs> you, you hear, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Blue Apron. Wow, man. Blue Apron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is a warning. If we don't start seeing money soon, we are going to practice. We, we, you know, we'll, it'll, it'll be like fair warning. We'll be practicing our our ads, and uh, you know. If that doesn't work, just like Trump with Iran, we'll show you. It will be shock and awe with uh, with uh, uh, me on with our, our internet marketing yeah. skills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyways, all jokes aside, we're grateful for every uh, listener we have and viewer. Uh, so, uh, just like you, uh, you you mentioned the Instagram page and Twitter and all that, right? Uh yeah, Instagram, Twitter at, at Doomer Bloomers Podcast on both. Perfect. Um those are the ones I'm most active on. I'm not the most active on Facebook. Perfect. Yeah. Feel uh, free, feel free to um uh, even uh, let us uh, know some suggestions of what uh you'd like us to talk about and um uh, it would it'll be our pleasure to uh uh to do that. Uh, definitely uh, always a pleasure uh, hearing from our our new fans for this uh, new podcast that we're doing 
All right. All right. So this is John Wynn. And Billete. Signing out. Peace. Cheers. <laughs>